Another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. It is another beautiful day in my city, my city, my city. It's about 78 degrees. We got a partial clouds outside. We got a light breeze going on. It's October 11th. It's the middle of the week. You know, I come to you every single hump day live in the fact. Listen, there's only a few things to talk about right now. We got baseball playoffs. We got the NFL in the middle of the off in the, in the second half of the first second half of the first half of the season. And we got some basketball preseason. We know what I say. Regardless of that time, regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Can you feel that? Can you feel that? Can you feel that in the air? Man, this it's sports. It is sports. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker? So, let's just start with it right now. Right now, we're talking about the Yankees Game 5 Elimination Game. As they take on... The Cleveland Indians. Now, for those that don't know who the Cleveland Indians were this year, the Cleveland Indians were one of the best teams in baseball. If they weren't the best team in baseball, they were one of the best two teams in baseball. And right now, they are down to the Yankees in a game five. Yes, a game five because the first round in, in baseball is five games. Elimination game, they find themselves down 3-0. In the bottom of the fourth, Cleveland is going to be up. CC Sabathia so far has been has been phenomenal. We call it middle of the fourth. That's what they say, middle of the fourth. So we're going to keep you. We're definitely going to keep you tuned into that game. As CC Sabathia, like I said, has looked beautiful. Last time I checked, I believe they said that he struck out. Five out of his first seven, was it four of six or five of six? Probably five of seven. It was four of his, five out of his first first seven batters he struck out. So CC Sabathia is so far right now doing his Doug Dizzle. And you know what? Let's just touch on this. Let's stay here for a little bit longer, right? Let's stay here for a while, right? Let's let's stay on some baseball since we out here playing with our balls, right? Like let's let's just stay here. And... <laughs> And let this one sim and let this one sim sim a little bit, because basically what's gonna happen, right, is that well, basically what happened is that everybody got nervous. When I say everybody got nervous, mm-hmm. everybody got nervous. The moment that the Yankees were down 0-2 to Cleveland, because like I said, Cleveland was one of the better teams in baseball. Like I said, one of the top two teams in baseball. That was the Cleveland Indians. So as soon as they went down 2-0, everybody was nervous. I'm not gonna lie to you, and I don't want to say that I saw this coming, but I kind of saw this coming. Or this was my highest expectations of the Yankees, and 
If you're a Yankees fan, then you have nothing less than the highest expectation for the Yankees in any given situation. So what did I expect? I expect them to come home and tie it up, to be honest with you. They, they, went, they, went, to, they went down 2-0, but they were in Cleveland. I expected them to come back to New York and tie, up, and, and tie up the series. If the Yankees are remotely for real. And then, it's a swinger's chance. And the Yankees has the best swinging rookie in the game. But you know what? For as much as he takes right now the spotlight, because he's young, he's six foot seven, he's a stud, he's humble, and he broke the single season rookie record. But that doesn't stop from pay, from players like Gregorius, like who was on fire tonight, who has helped, who has hit two home runs tonight to help us get this three zero lead. You understand? There are other players in this lineup that you're gonna learn about. With the casual Yankees fan is gonna learn about if they don't know about them as of yet. So, so far what they're saying is nine up, nine down, six strikeouts. That's what CC Sabathia has done so far this game. Six for nine, folks. Nine up, nine down. Hasn't let anybody receive a, receive a run yet. And you know what they did say? Who was it earlier? It, went, it may have been Clemens that, that had an interview earlier sometime this week and said that if he had to pitch any elimination game, any playoff game, if he had to play regular season game the way that he played play, played playoff games, or so let me, let me restart this. If he ever had to pitch a regular season game the way that he pitched a playoff game, he would never make it through the season. He said pitching one playoff game or pitching one elimination game is almost like pitching eighteen games. I think he said. So he said he never would have made it. He never would have survived. So, as Cleveland right now has a runner on first. Like I said, as we are still sitting 0 for 3, bottom of the fourth, Yankees are up 3 0. Um, we have the 0 0 count right now. But like I said, we have a runner on first. As CC Baffey has finally given up a hit and a run. And earlier today, the Nationals advanced to the finals. If I'm not mistaken. Was it the Nationals? I'm sorry. Washington. 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 Yeah, Nationals. There we go. That works. They advanced. So, yeah, I wasn't worried. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't particularly worried about the Yankees make at least being able to put up a fight and tying up the game. Like I said, but to see them doing this, to see them doing this, this is something completely different. But we'll touch back and forth into this Yankees game because... This is exciting time. Listen, not often do we watch baseball. Not often do we make sure that, that we are this locked into baseball. But right now we are. And if you're a Yankees fan, like this is what you want. This is what you want your team to be. You want them to be competitive in the playoffs and being able to push the best, one of the best teams, just like I said, if not the best team in baseball. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Cleveland break the record, like the single season record? Didn't they go on like a 27-game win streak? So this is that Cleveland team that we're beating. Just to let you guys know. Just to let you guys know for your FYI. Yeah, for your for your information. That's what I said. But let's switch gears, folks. Because while baseball is going on, football of baseball is wrapping up. Football has been going on. We're talking about we're currently now sitting in week five 
of the NFL. We just passed by week five of the NFL season. And I'm not going to lie to you. Some of these teams aren't looking like the teams that we thought they were. And that is kind of depressing. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like the New York Giants and the New York Jets have completely switched roles. Like they pulled a complete switcheroo on us and we didn't even know. Like that's how strong their poker face was. Because if anybody would have told you in the beginning of the season that sitting through five games that the Jets would have a better record than the Giants, you'd think they were bananas. If anybody would have told you that through five games that the Jets would be three and two. You would think they would be and tied with the New England Patriots at that. You'd have thought they would be they were bananas. But more importantly, if I would have told you the New York Giants were 0-5 after five weeks, you would have had a you would have had me certified be committed. Like wholeheartedly, you would have had me committed. And that's the honest to God truth of the season right now. Is that the Jets are horrible. The Jets uh, should be a bad team, but they look good. But the Giants were a good team, and they have played horrifically. I mean, you can't win with Odell Beckham. You can't win without Odell Beckham. You can't get protection. You can't run a chip. Your quarterback is getting old. You understand? You know, you know what pisses me off more than anything else? You know what pisses me off more than anything else as a Jets fan? It's seeing this and knowing that the New York Giants are going to possibly put themselves in position to draft their next future franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15 years. And I have a feeling that the Jets are going to go in this rat race and, and do this crabs in a barrel, you know, and, and, and just spin their head around and end up in the same position kind of thing. But let's talk some football, right? If you listen to me this week in the football picks, we ain't do too good, folks. We ain't do too good. There was 14 games on this week as a couple of teams had a bye week. And those teams were, let's just to quickly recap, Atlanta, Denver, New Orleans, and Washington. So if you had those teams on your on your roster, then you know what? You can't play them. So, but to week five round, we had New England we had New England losing to Tampa Bay, and that was far from the truth. New, Eng- <laughs> New England beat Tampa Bay 19-14 to go on and improve their record to 3-2 and two, to tie it with the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills in their division. The Indianapolis Colts beat the San Francisco by 3-26-23. The New York I'm sorry, didn't it? That's yeah, because San Francisco. Yeah. The New York Jets beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 17-14 in Cleveland. And the Jacksonville Jaguars demolished the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-9. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, this was the first multivest game to watch. And it was a it may not have been as exciting back and forth action as we thought, but this is a good game to watch because. And you're not kind of surprised that Jacksonville was able to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, 39. That they were able to make that able to maintain and contain that offense while their defense and their offense was able to go all over the place. And man, oh man, oh man. While we talk about the Giants possibly being able to draft their next quarterback, 
You know, it automatically becomes a rumor if that's the case. That Jacksonville Jaguars with Tom Coughlin may be able to get Eli Manning to help solidify this young squad. Game still 3-0 Yankees. So we have the New York Giants beating the LA Chargers 27-22. As the Giants, as I told you, continue to lose. And this was a game that they could have won. This is a game that, that they should have won. As This is a game where, as I told you before, that both teams were struggling to try to get their first win. And instead of it being the Giants taking their first win, the Giants took, a, took, their, took another loss. But they took a massive, massive, massive loss. Not just in the wins and loss column. That we'll touch on a little bit later in the show. Buffalo disappoints me and they lose to Cincinnati 16 to 20 as Carolina surprisingly goes into Detroit to come out with a 27 to 24 victory. Miami. Now, remember I told you that I wasn't sure like like my, the New York Jets were the only team that I can watch that I knew of that can win games. You know, they can basically incite you and can break your heart and <laughs> they can break your heart and excite you all at the same time. And that's kind of what Miami did. Miami excited their crowd, but at the same time was broke their heart. If I told you that was probably one of the ugliest victories I have witnessed in a while, that was one of the ugliest victories I have witnessed in a while. But before we talk about that, let's take a quick break and talk about something else that is going down here in my hometown. On October 14th, come on and catch the Mighty Sports Podcast, Mighty Radio, Connecticut School of Broadcasting, and the entire 24-7 Miami lineup, live from the Susan G. Coleman Race for the Cure Marathon at Bayfront Park. Register today at Coleman, MIA. FTL.org. That's K-O-M-E-N-M-I-A-F-T-L.org. And we are back to Mighty Sports Podcast. I know, I told you, it was going to be a very quick break. Miami Dolphins, Tennessee Titans. Miami Dolphins squeaked out a victory, 16-10. But when I tell you that that offense looked anemic, they couldn't move the ball Jay Cutler, huh. At, for as impressive that Jay Cutler may have looked in the preseason, that made you think that, oh, this guy doesn't need that much work. He could come in and he could, and he could do some positive things and he can progress. And he made that statement that, ah, it's only quarterback. Like, how much of shape does he need to be in? I don't know how much shape that you need to be in, to be in quarterback shape, but I, I know that Jay Cutler isn't in it. Like, whatever, like, I... Uh, I feel like Jay Cutler taking the Miami job is, is was simple, similar to, and it's funny that we always keep we manage to keep going back here. It was similar to Pat Riley taking the New York Knicks job, where you are just being offered so much money, and they just won't leave you alone for nothing, that you just kind of say, eh, why not? Because listen, is it playing in Miami eight times out of the year? And getting paid $12 million or however many million dollars he was getting paid better than playing in Chicago for eight games out of the year. Or 
Minnesota for eight games out of the year, or any one of these other cold weather places for eight games out of the year, he gets to live in Miami for the winter and play football. And every once in a while, go to London. Every once in a while, go up to New York, but it's New York City. Every once in a while, go to, go to New England. Every once in a while, go to Buffalo. Go to, go to Las Vegas. Maybe go to Denver. I don't know what their schedule, what their schedule's looking like this year. But who have they played so far? Who have they played? But you understand, like, that's, that's what he was offered. And it looks like that's exactly what he took because it doesn't look like he's doing anything more than just out there casually throwing around the ball. So, we get, and I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins were completely bailed out. We're talking about a touchdown that was taken back from Tennessee. We're talking about a touchdown that was given to Miami. We're talking about a game that was honestly given to Miami. And they still almost found a way to lose that game. Top of the fifth, three nothing Yankees still. Now listen, I'm 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 gonna get nowhere close to being done with this podcast before this Yankees game is up, which works out for me one hundred percent because that means I get possibly the opportunity to go watch this game. Right now I'm listening to it. I'm not, we're not, we're not watching the game today. I'm not, I'm not looking at this screen or anything. We're watching the game. I mean, we're listening today. Arizona loses to Philly. As Philly improves to four and one. And have wholeheartedly answered the question that they, they, they are the truth. Yep. They are definitely true. And I don't want to say that so far because this is really only one more game than they, you know, than they won last. Oh, this is basically how many games they won last year before they went on their slide. Remember how how strong and so maybe so maybe why maybe this is where the hesitation comes in. Maybe this is where the reluctancy comes in. Maybe this is why we we kind of hold our breath before just deeming Philly the top of that division because we saw this we, we kind of saw this last year, right? It's almost like 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 being overly excited about Buffalo starting out hot or being overly Overly excited about New England starting off cold. Like right now, we can't get overly excited about Philly starting off hot. But boy, does this Wentz look good. Like right now, all they do is Wentz, 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 no matter what. And, and he is bringing them victories after victories after victories. 34-7 to 7 over Arizona. An Arizona team that is think that is thought to have one of the better defenses in the league. Listen, they made me drop them as a defense this week in fantasy football. Trust me, ladies. Trust me, everybody. We are going to make sure we give you those fantasy football tips that you like oh so much. Nothing more. Just the tips. Baltimore beats Oakland. 
And mind you, I didn't get a lot of these games wrong. I got the I got the New England Tampa Bay game wrong as I picked Tampa Bay. I got the Pittsburgh Jacksonville game wrong because I picked Pittsburgh like most reasonable people would. I picked Giants to get to, to to get off their losing streak, but they disappointed me. As I said, I picked Buffalo and they disappointed me. Detroit couldn't hold their couldn't hold their own at home, and Arizona was another team that disappointed me. After that, I have no more losses. I went eight and six though, eight and six this week. That's no bueno. That is no boy. Meh. No bueno. <laughs> so, up next we have Baltimore versus Oakland. And this is a game that, remember I told you. Remember I told you, remember I told you, remember I told you. If you had Marshall Lynch in that game, this was a game that you needed to start Marshall Lynch. Because without any... Derek Carr, you would expect Oakland to go with a heavy dose of beast mode. Now, I was proven wrong and proven right at the same time. He did manage to put up some numbers. He got his touches and he, and he, and he got the ball in the end zone. But it was still barely breaking double digits in attempts. He still barely, I'm talking about, we're talking about 12, 12 attempts and barely 36 yards. I think, I, like if I remember the numbers correctly, he just averaged like 3.8 yards per carry. Somewhere around there. So maybe he got like 48 yards or something. So, well, that would make it even four, wouldn't it? Maybe it was 46 yards. Who knows? So he's not quite right either. But they got the job done. Well, he got the job done, I should say. Even in a losing effort, he still managed to put up the points that he needed to to make him a viable start in last week's game. This week... I don't know so much about so far. Seattle beat the LA Rams 16-10 as in the fashion that the Seattle Rams do. You know what? I am going to stop worrying about the Seattle Rams when I see them with these close victories or these low-scoring games. And realize they're just like Detroit. The Detroit Pistons of back in the days. <laughs> that had that team with Rasheed Wallace, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace... I said Rasheed Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> when they had those Wallace boys, Rip Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince, and Chauncey Billups. When they had that team, and that team was just having these low-scoring games, and the, everybody dreaded seeing them play San Antonio in the finals. That's how I'm going to start treating Seattle. Like, the way they win doesn't look pretty. And maybe Beast Mode was the only thing that used to make it look pretty. As I'm telling you right now, I think I think all we see in Beast Mode now is his hair frilling up all, all over the place. And we think that he's doing work. At this point in time, Beast Mode, his hair may be an illusion of what he honestly does. You know, you know who that reminds me of? Of Willie Colon. The offensive lineman for the Jets. I remember, I remember seeing Willie Colon go through all kinds of work. And I'm like, man, look at that. Willie Colon's working. Willie Colon is working. And granted, he was working. Well, a lot of times he was also getting a lot of bad calls. And I'm like, man, it just look, like you just catch him because his braid, his dreads just, just flew out. I think that's what happens with Marshawn Lynch. Now, granted, he's still breaking tackles. He's still breaking tackles in a rate that he, in a decent rate. He's just not what he thought. He, he's not, he's not beast mode anymore. He, he's, he's more like monster mode. It's, it's more like monster mode. Maybe, maybe, maybe pup mode? I don't want to call him pup mode. That's kind of, that's kind of disrespectful. But he ain't beast mode anymore. And that's something that you that we need to watch out for. Because 
Oakland can't take any more of these losses. But Seattle could keep winning as ugly as they do 16-10 over the Rams. Green Bay beat the Dallas Cowboys 35-31. to And I'm not going to lie to you. I am not going to lie to you. When this happened, and, I'll be, and I'm, and I'm going to come back to something. Because I can't believe I, I just kind of glossed over this. But when... This happened. It, it was. It was almost. I don't, I don't want to say it was funny, but you can hear. And and I and I heard them. Dallas fans. Dallas fans, folks. Basically. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Not again. As they watch Aaron Rodgers. Come back and hand them another. Basically, they said it was like the playoffs all over again. And man, while we're sitting here. Oh, let me let me, let me rephrase this. As I'm kneeling here, Jerry Jones had the nerve to say that if yeah, all of his players had better stand for the national anthem. That is going to be interesting to see. If, but you know what though, but now he's going to be interested to see, right? If if he's going to be able to force that. But isn't it interesting that he can say that? Because I don't think that he has a player, especially a black player, African American player, whatever you want to call it, that's going to kneel for the national anthem. Who Williams? Hasn't he come back from from a couple of suspensions for something? Like you know. Weed every day. There's Brian, is it? There's Brian already told us where he stood. And Ezekiel Elliott's already under too much scrutiny. And Dak Prescott is in his second year. So neither one of them even believe in their own clout if they wanted to to take a knee. Jerry Jones can kind of say that because Jerry Jones doesn't have a player that I think will viably have a reason to take a knee and not think that there'll be uh, not, think, not, not think that there'll be repercussions. I honestly don't think that Cam Newton has those issues. I honestly don't think that may be it. <laughs> but there's a couple players like Von Miller from, from Denver. I don't think he would have those issues. But I'm trying to think of people in the quarterback position. Tyrod Taylor. He'd probably get the boots. Jameis, but see, that's the thing about it. Would you really not, not play this way? Because if Tyrod Taylor goes in the open market, not I mean, granted, they get to save, I believe, like a hundred something million dollars total. But somebody will sign Tyrod Taylor. If you do it to who else, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Who's the gentleman that I'm thinking of? Oh man, oh man, oh man. Jameis Winston. James Winston could do it and not get released. If you do that to James, if you release James Winston, I guarantee you the Jets will pick him up in, in a heartbeat. Just like they'll probably do with Tyrod Taylor. I'm just saying of all the teams that would pick up any one of these players that decided to kneel for the national anthem and their team says, oh, we're going to sit you or we're not going to not play you. I would love to see Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott kneel together and see what Jerry Jones does, says or does. Let's see if he not plays them and not plays them and not plays them and jeopardize winning. And then let's see if he decides to release them. Because I guarantee you if he does that, people are going to pick up Ezekiel Elliott. People are going to pick up Dak Prescott. They're going to say, fuck Ezekiel Elliott's past. Dirty, perky, sergeant, back, black, and fucking, sub, fucking, Martin, push all the 
they just say it was just a national anthem and he wasn't kneeling for the national anthem. He was kneeling for for equal rights and and and, and police brutality and and, <laughs> and 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 the balance of powers to be. Like that's what he was kneeling for. It had nothing to do with the national anthem. So as I still continue to kneel here, as I'm probably gonna do for the remainder of the show, Jerry Jones. We're not gonna gloss over that. Just like I'm not gonna gloss over for the fact that everybody makes a big deal when an NFL player, basketball player, NBA, Major League Baseball player, hockey player, anybody in sports for that matter decides to weed every day. But we have coaches down here in Miami, folks. Yes, in my own backyard, sniffing that cocaína, taking a little to the nose. And then get it in his feelings. Get him butt hurt. Send in a confession video. To some broad in Vegas. It's only doing this for college money for the last 12 years. I'm joking. I don't know this lady's circumstances. But. That's my friends. It was going down here in Miami. That will not be that glossed over. Yes, 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 yes. That's happening down here in South Florida. Cocaine Cowboys. In this case, cocaine and the Cowboys. Miami, they're doing drugs and, and obviously Jerry Jones must be doing drugs because he's going to say something like that to players. When, as a married man, there's pictures of him roaming on the internet of young girls. Of him with young girls, feeling them up, touching their breasts, you know what I mean? Have them with, his, with, with their face by his dick. Have, yeah, have young girls in their 20s sucking on his old ass 70-something-year-old dick. Yes, and he's married. But this is the guy that stands for so many moral standards that he will not tolerate anybody in his team. Nail it for the national anthem, or else they'll be the hands of them by golly. Damn these Negroes. We'll come back after this commercial break. Let me put you in a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multiverse Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multiverse Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multiverse has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlaySTATIONS, GameCubes, and Xbox and in between. Even family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. 
I'm still your host, Talent T. Taylor, as we continue our broadcast with taking this knee. The Yankees are still up 3 to nothing, but we are talking in the bottom of the fifth, and Cleveland has a runner on first and second with only one out. So, Cleveland right now has the potential to tie the things up right now. Listen, and we'll keep you informed as we get back to week five in football as Kansas City continues their winning ways. As they swat Watt and the Houston Texans 42-34. to And yes, that wasn't just a pun to say that they beat Houston. That's also to say that J.J. Watt will no longer be with us in national football. Let me take a moment of silence for the end of J.J. Watt's career. J.J. Watt just need to call it quits, man. And he, he, he needs to say it's done. He, need, he needs to call it over. Like he cannot, he, he can't maintain a, uh, a successful, healthy season anymore. Everybody appreciates what he's done. Everybody appreciates what he does. And I know that he wants to be there when he got the young quarterback and he finally has help on the other side of the, uh, on the other side of the field to be able to get to that quarterback and be able to do something for this team. But he hasn't been able to stay healthy so far. So right now he's being more of a detriment than he is helping the team. Right now, because all he's really doing is costing them money, money that they could be using to help fulfill other sl- type of positions, other positions that they could be using to help even that young quarterback or that defense win. Because you know what? Javani and Clowney did it last year without you, and you know what? That clown is gonna do it again without you. So why it may be it may be time for you to take a seat to take a seat in the rear because it seems like your time is done. And Kansas City approves to five and zero, oh, and Kansas City is, is is once again another team that is one is that is starting out fast. And I I can't say that I don't believe them because you know what? There's not their gimmick. There's not there anything. They are actually good. Alex Smith is playing great. He's the number one. Quarterback in football right now, and you can't deny that the way he's going down the field, the way he's going up the field, the way he's going between the field, the way he's going, you know, <laughs> every single place he puts that ball, it, it, it has happened to be money. Three one, Yankees runners on first and third, one out. So they ran over the Houston Texans, forty two to thirty four. And Minnesota Vikings beat the Chicago Bears 20 to 17 as they lose Matthew Stafford once again. And this time possibly for good. So we're gonna give you a couple of injury reports. Because there's some people out here that there's some people that there's some people that really that some people that have been lost this season. There's some people that have lost for this season. And I'm telling you, it just seems like there's just injury after injury after injury after injury after injury so far. Like so far after week five, we're talking about Key injuries. Houston, key injury to their defense. J.J. Watt. New York Giants, if you haven't heard. Key injury to their offense. Odell Beckham Jr. Well, it may seem that he left that game with a bruised ego. But not just a bruised ego. While his shoulders may may be built for greatness... It doesn't look like his ankles are because he snapped his ankles in that game and he is going to be out for the remainder of the season. In a season where he came out saying that, you know what, I'm still taking the knee, me personally, and 3-2 Yankees. <laughs> Runners on first and second now. One out for Cleveland, bottom of the fifth. So, this is a year that Odell Beckham Jr. 
wanted to be the highest paid player in the league. This is yet an Odell Beckham Jr. said that, listen, almost decided that he was going to sit out for a while because, listen, he didn't want to play and possibly get hurt. This is the reason why he didn't want to risk coming back anytime sooner than he knew he needed to. To be honest with you, Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr. shouldn't have been back until week six. But he pushed it in early because his team was struggling. And then he came back and his team still struggled. And they struggled so bad that they broke his dad, broke that man's ankle of the weight he had to put on himself. And now the the Giants are 0-5. Odell Beckham is gone for the season. And you have to think, hmm, can I still get value for him? Or do you want to re-sign this headache that you can't win with and you can't win without? Can't win with and obviously you can't win without so why don't you not get rid of him and see if you can get some assets maybe possibly i'm just saying it's a it's, it's something out there because odell beckham jr right now isn't bringing you the victories that his that his highlight reel one-handed catch said that he can possibly bring you understand based off of a one-handed catch it made it sound like this guy was gonna promise them super bowls and even though why it looked like it his attitude say that he's gonna promise you toilet bowls He's gonna leave you. He's gonna leave you feeling like shit for the rest of your career. It's always wondering, huh? Could we have gotten more? So Eldell Beckham is out, and if you didn't believe that the Giants season was done before, the Giants season is done now. But not only not, but not only is Eldell Beckham done and JJ Watt is done, but you know who else's career may be done as well? Big Ben Roethlisberger. And, and and I say that in a weird way. Because Ben Bag Roethlisberger keeps talking how he's not sure if he still has it. He thought about retiring at the end of the season. And you know what? He looks like a senior. He looks like he has senioritis. And and I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Everybody here knows what I'm talking about. He looks like he can already see the ring, see that bell ring at 3 o'clock. And he's already riding his bike during the summer to hang out with his friends. Ben Roethlisberger can already see summer of 2018. And he can see it very vividly. He is officially done. And I'm pretty sure he's trying to come back too to see if he can make one last run with this great wide receiver that he has. This great running back that he has. You know what I mean? There's a reason why people like him don't leave. There's a reason why people like J.J. Watt don't leave because what happens is that right at the end of your career, they, this team happens to get happen to get enough pieces to make it seem like, oh my God, if I can give them anything than what I used to give them before when I was in my prime and giving them my best, then this team, then I can watch this team go out on top as I go out. But you know what? It sounds good, and the reason why it sounds good is because it's a narrative. And that's not how things generally play out. It's not going to play out that way for J.J. Watt. It's not going to play out that way for Ben Ben Roethlisberger. It's not going to play out that way for Eli Manning. And the moment has passed that it's going to play out that way for Tom Brady. He's not going to go out winning. Because if you don't go out winning, you know what technically you end up doing. You end up going out a loser. But also out... And and these are key people out. Odell Beckham, one of the top wide receivers. Um, we we lost we lost a top running back earlier this year. Um, let's see, Adrian, but we're not gonna talk about him. We, we so we've lost key people in each position. 
and we're going to lose another one. We're going to lose Clay, Buffalo Bills tight end. A guy that I told you that you should have picked up if, if you were playing fantasy football because he has been a top five tight end this whole entire year. And the moment I say that... He goes out injured. Man, oh man, oh man. So now if you have him, I mean, we'll give you this little bit of fantasy football tip early. It's like a pre-tip. You're going to have to change out Clay. Clay isn't the guy anymore for you. As he's potentially out for the remainder of the whole entire NFL season. Because as he's out, I guess I guess we're going to have to bring week six in, don't we? We're going to have to start making sure that these guys from week six start coming in. Okay, so the Yankees come out of the fifth. Three, only giving up two runs as the score is 3-2 the Yankees. Um, D.D. Gregorius comes up with a double play. To stop any more runs being scored in this fifth inning. We go into the top of the sixth. Yankees up by one. So. We come into week six. And everything is still shooken up. Everything is still out of place. Kind of out of place. of Kind of kind of how the NBA is right now. right? Because man oh man oh man. Not only have we had a shake up. All kinds of shake up. Like Dwayne Wade going to Cleveland. right? And then obviously. J.R. Smith being upset that he lost his starting job. But also, Kevin Love moving to center, but, and Tristan Thompson coming off the bench. But Christoph Porzingis moving to center and now going to be playing against guys like Kevin Love and saying, hey, I don't know if I can to play center. I think I'm better suited at the best foot position. Let me, let me imitate on his, his, his Latvian accent. And I just wish to do but that's what I do. <laughs> And yet, guys like Andrew Wiggins is finally out there getting paid. The same Andrew Wiggins, mind you, that the Minnesota Timberwolves owner had to sit down, had to sit down across from, and ask him face to face. You bought that winning boss, or you are you only out for your paper? Andrew Wiggins looked at him and said, "I'm about, I'm, I'm, I'm about winning, boss." But in the back of his head, saying, "Oh, I'm all about that paper." As he inks a five-year, $146 million deal. He's not the only person that recently got paid. Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers got paid. And initially when I heard it, I was like, wow, they paid this guy finally? Right? And saying that, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with him being paid. But I do agree with somebody getting paid when you have all kinds of stipulations in there for his broken ass. So, Joel Embiid... Is going to be signed to his deal. But there are all kinds of injury clauses built into it. So that, you know what? If he keeps, if he keeps stubbing his toe and, 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 and his ankles get broken, but, he, but he's able to maintain them Twitter fingers, then we can pay you just a little bit less. You get a little bit less for them 140 characters that you're so willing to spew, which you can't give your team 20 to, 40, 20 to 24 minutes. Now, another interesting name out there, and I only say interesting because I'm a Knicks fan, but Trey Burke, or Ty Burke, how do you pronounce his name? T-Y-R-E, Trey Burke? Tyree Burke? (laughs) 
he signed with the Knicks. This oh, this early lottery pick from a couple of years ago, which which like I said, if you if I'm the Knicks, I'm, I'm I like any move that shows young hunger, and this is this is a move that potentially shows young hunger, especially at that point guard position, where we're gonna assume that the New York Knicks are gonna need as much help as flowers as the as the lineman flower does <laughs> for the New York Giants. But eh, I don't wanna take too many more shots at the Giants or the Dolphins. We're going to a commercial break and when we come back we'll finish up talking about NFL week six and don't forget ladies. I haven't forgot about the tip. I'll make sure I give it to you at the end. Stop trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again? Well, stop worrying and stop thinking and head down to Capone's Nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room so you can start dancing and start drinking. And we understand, some of you may be an introvert, so you may want to start drinking so you can start dancing. But regardless of what you do, you make sure you do it with DJ Scepter. That's every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's, but wait, there's more. Trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday? Yes, hump day? You'll find DJ Seth at O'Malley's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's right there on 441 between Coconut Creek and Royal Palm Boulevard. DJ Scepter plays everywhere that you want to be. Whether that's a birthday, wedding, bar mitzvah, king's theater, proms, corporate events, bachelor or bachelorette parties. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just send a simple email to bookings at djscepter.com. That's B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. We are back, 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 like Mary Mac, Mac, Mac. Yes, I am black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blackity black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blackity black, and I'm black, black, and I'm blackity black. Not like, not like black, like, like that, like that comedian dude, that African comedian. I'm not that black, but black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blackity, 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 blackity. Week six of the NFL season, right, is coming up. And of you, and if you're taking any notes, then it's about time for you to get some paper down and it's ready for the mighty picks of the week. Folks, it's basically just my football picks. You know what we do here. If you're in a football pool, and this is just basically me giving you my football pool picks right now. First up on the docket, tomorrow's game, Thursday night, we have a monster of a mashup. I mean, we're talking about a monster mash of a mashup. As we have the 4-1 Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz and them boys, go into North Carolina to take on Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers, who are also sitting at the top of their division with a 4-1 with a record. These are two NFC heavyweights, folks. We're going to see which one comes out on top. And if you have to ask me now for something I'm going to regret later, I am going to pick Carolina. But please know. I'm interested in what Carson Wentz has been doing. 
Now I just want to see what Carson Wentz has been doing can travel. And that's the only reason why I'm picking Carolina here. Carolina's 4-1. Carolina was a team that was in the Super Bowl two years ago. Carolina has one of the best quarterbacks in the league as far as size, as far as athleticism. Carolina still has still has still has a has, has a proper defense. They have big receivers, they have big targets like Funches and Kelvin Benjamin. And a guy like Funches who was really benefiting. Fantasy tip. Funches, who was really benefiting from the absence of Greg Olsen this so far. We're gonna see which one of these two powerhouses hold up. Remember, Philadelphia has lost some has lost some weapons. They used to have which they he may be well, he may be Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins remember caught uh he had a concussion a couple weeks ago, so we have to constantly monitor him and his and while he goes to the concussion protocol and see if he's able to even make it back. Yank still up 3-2 with a run on first, top of the six. So, man, I really hope we get close to the end of this game. We had 12 minutes. So here comes the brand new flavor in your head. Hey, time for new flavor in your So I'm gonna pick Carolina. I'm gonna pick them. I'm gonna pick the experience. I'm gonna pick Cam Newton to hold his own at home and hand Philadelphia's Eagles their second loss. But once again. Don't be surprised if you hear that Carolina was able to defeather the Eagles. Next up, we have Chicago playing Baltimore. I have I have Baltimore. I have Baltimore winning at home, and I have a heavy I have a heavy dose of running of run game going on here. So if you have those runners, you put them in there for Baltimore. If you're looking for a number one or a solid number two starter, I believe, I believe, that, I believe that running back's name is Allen. It could be Allen. Something Allen. We have the 4-1 Green Bay Packers taking on their division rival, read the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. And the Minnesota Vikings just honestly just can't keep taking these losses. I'm gonna pick the Minnesota Vikings to fall to three and three as Green Bay and Arizona as, as as Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers come into town to take another W. And I, I know I know this is a tough one, but I said this is a division rival. And if Sam Bradford is gonna constantly be a question mark, I don't see how he's gonna help his team win anything. I have Washington beating the winless San Francisco 49ers. Next up, we have Detroit versus New Orleans. Man, don't we all love Dome. And this is going to be one of those domed games that we fall in love with. Where we have the high-flying New Orleans Saints versus the high-flying Detroit Lions. And I'm going to ask you one question and one question only. Does the New Orleans Saints have any defense? Lions for the victory. That's my only question. I know Drew Brees is gonna air it. I know Drew Brees is gonna air that ball out. But we also know Sam Bradford's gonna air, air, air that Sam Bradford. Not Sam Bradford. I'm forgetting his name. I, and I always confuse him with Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford's in Minnesota. The quarterback for Detroit is best friends with Matt Ryan. Matt, 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 Matt. What's his name? Your name is Matt something. Crap, I can't remember his name. But we all know that the quarterback for Detroit is a gunslinger as well. He can sling it with the best of any of them. Why am I blanking on his name? But he can swing it. He can, he can 
sling it with the best of them. As we already know, he has the most comeback games in the fourth quarter since he's been in the league. That's also to say that his team has also been down a lot. But he finds a way to win. That's what I'm banking on. It's his team being down, but him finding a way to win. They took a bad loss last week against Carolina. At home at that. I don't expect that's going to roll over too well with them. And they're going to want to get back on pace. I expect Matthew Stafford. Because it was, his name wasn't Mike anything. It was Matt. No, I said Matt. Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford. Huh. <laughs> so expect Matthew Stafford to want to redeem the loss from last week. And I'm not saying that Drew Brees doesn't want the same thing. I just don't think that Drew Brees has anything to do with it anymore. I don't think that Drew Brees is a determining factor if his team wins or loses anymore. There just isn't enough in New Orleans. They just aren't getting the job done for some reason. I see Miami losing. I see Miami losing to Carolina. I'm sorry, I see Miami losing to Atlanta, is what I meant to say. As Atlanta is four is three and one. Miami two and two. Miami still struggling. Miami not knowing if Jay Cutler is gonna be their quarterback or not. So I see them I see them taking this struggle show on the road and losing to Atlanta in the dome. I see Houston beating Cleveland. Don't need to explain it. There's only two undefeated. Sorry, there's still three winless teams in the league right now: San Francisco 49ers, Cleveland Browns, and the New York Giants. That just breaks my heart that a team in Cali and in New York both can't figure out how to win a game five games in, and they don't see anything improving for them. Six games in. The New York Giants and the New England Patriots are both sitting at 3-2. and two. Only one would advance to 4-2. and two, And that one would be the New England Patriots. If you want to be real. My fandom makes me pick the Jets. If I had a paper in front of me, I would circle the Jets. But if you're trying to win money. If you're trying to win moolah. If you're trying to get that cash, homie. Yeah, you go in New England. Now, interesting game right here. So, I never even noticed so far. I have no multiverse games to watch so far. Not one so far. Because I don't know if Green Bay and Minnesota is going to be the game that I want it to be. I don't know if that's going to be the game that I want it to be. I think that Tampa Bay, Arizona is going to be a more is going to be a more interesting game to watch than Green Bay and Minnesota. As Tampa Bay sits in a record of 2-2, two two, Arizona is 2-3. and three. James Winston has looked, and I'm not going to lie to you, for, for Tampa Bay to be 2-2, two and two, you kind of feel like they shouldn't be 2-2 two and two, the way that this team has played for, mo- for the most part, the way that James Winston has looked for the most part. You feel like this game, this team should at least be 3-1. and one. And Arizona, same thing. Arizona with a record of 2-3, and three, and you're thinking like, ah, you should be at least 3-2. and two. At least 3-2. and two. But neither one of them is happening for either one of these teams. Something's going to have to give. 
I want Tampa Bay to win. I expect Tampa Bay to win. But Arizona's at home, and I'm going to pick Tampa Bay to win. <laughs> I, I Listen, I can't go against my heart. My heart says Tampa Bay needs to win. But I don't know if that's my heart or my fandom. Because Arizona's defense is going to need to redeem themselves after being lit up by Philly last week. And what better way to redeem yourself than a quarterback that's kind of young, that is known to be kind of a gunslinger. I wouldn't put it past betting on Arizona's defense to put up big numbers this week. And that's another fantasy football tip for you ladies. You gotta get the tips. You gotta get the tips throughout the show. You gotta get a lot of these tips throughout the show. Cause I don't, I don't have I don't have a lot for you this week. Cause like I said, it's, it's just the tip. It's just the tips. Next up, we have the Rams facing the Jacksonville Jaguars, and these are two other. These are two nice young squads, both sitting at three and two, both trying to prove themselves. And we're trying to figure out who the Jacksonville Jaguars are. We're trying to figure out who the LA, who the Los Angeles Rams are. But we do know one thing about both of them. Both teams play defense. Both teams rely heavily on that run game. It's just who is going to be better at executing it. Whose defense is going to hold up? The LA Rams that we know has been that has been building defenses for the past couple of years before they put Leonard Fournette in that offense and now has him running the ball. And Jacksonville Jaguars kind of the same way. And I, and I may have mistaken that Jacksonville uh, Leonard Fournette may be in Jacksonville, <laughs> you know. But it's, it's it's a lot of the same thing. You put you you put that you put that they put both put the ball in their young. Running backs made them run up and down, run up and down the field instead of trying to trust the arm of whatever quarterback they have, they have there, or whatever wide receivers to try to make plays. And they let that defense give them yard shortage and um, uh, yard shortage situations. These are basically two mirror teams. I'm gonna give Jacksonville the edge here because the LA Rams are traveling across country for that reason and that reason only. And as bad as the Chargers and the Oakland Raiders are, I expect the Oakland Raiders to still be able to pull off a victory against the Chargers. The Chargers show me nothing to show that they deserve to be picked to win a game. Kansas City, I, I expect I'm I'm gonna pick them to stay as, as they take on Pittsburgh. I'm gonna pick them to stay undefeated. Improve to six and zero as Pittsburgh falls to three and three, and we really start to question: Does Big Ben really want to finish this season? So I'm still on the thing that you could put in a better, more motivated quarterback in there and he'll get the job done. But until that happens next week, we're not going to say that. We're just going to say that Kansas City is just better coached. Kansas City has a better quarterback right now. Kansas City utilizes their deep threats better and Kansas City has a better running, is utilizing their running game better. Because Le- Le'Veon Bell hasn't looked like Le'Veon Bell. While Antonio Brown may have, may, may, may have been browning all over the place, making people look like straight doo-doo, that you can't say the same thing about Le'Veon Bell. He hasn't been able to generate that magic like he used to. We have the three and one Denver Broncos and that stout defense taking on the under the winless New York Giants, and I expect the Giants to sit there with their donut. I'm not picking any undefeated team to win until it just looks like they have no chance, no other shot but to win a game. Meaning that they're playing one of these one and four teams. They're playing another one of the one of the one of their undefeated uh, un, one of their winless compadres. Indianapolis Colts take on the Tennessee Titans in the in the Monday night game. Both teams are two and three. I'm gonna go with Indiana. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with Tennessee here. I don't believe what Indiana has until Indiana gets back Andrew Luck. Until they get back Andrew Luck, I am going to pick Indiana to lose almost every single game this season. 
And ladies, what you've been waiting for? Oh, no, did I mention NBA season starts in six days? Six games, people. Six days. The NBA season starts on October 17th. But ladies, I don't want you to forget. I don't want you to think I forgot about you. Just tips, tips, tips. Just the tip? Just the tip. Just the tip. Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips. Just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. Yes, it's the fantasy football tips as we like to go into a little bit of overtime for these ladies. Making them feel special. Let them know that this is where you went at. This is where you get that money. So, as you already as you already heard me say it, right? It's going to be a couple of plays you need to watch out for. A couple of plays you don't need to watch out for. If you have Adrian Peterson, right? Or if Adrian Peterson is, is, is out there. I know I just told you a couple of weeks ago, maybe as early as last week, to drop Adrian Peterson because Adrian Peterson wasn't doing anything. Well, you remember the one stipulation that I told you about? It happened. Adrian Peterson has been traded to a team that should be able to utilize his talents better, like the Arizona Cardinals. After Arizona Cardinals has lost all of their running capabilities, they have now fallen to a record of two and three, and they're trying to find a way to salvage their salvage their season. So they add Adrian Peterson and see if this workhorse can still carry a load. Adrian Peterson is may be a very good viable pickup. And this being this being his first game back, if you're looking for if, if you're looking for a possible running back or you or you, or you need somewhere or you need scoring somewhere from a running back, put him in there. What's the worst that he can do? Right, but right, but right now, as I told you that you've lost Odell Beckham for the season. If you've lost Odell Beckham, just know that there are no viable New York Giant players that I would say you want to get the that, that you want to pick up. Right now, there are more viable New York Jets players that you want to get. Than, than you want to get Giants players. There are more viable Buffalo Bills players that you want to get over over New York Giants players. There are more viable L.A. Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers players that you want to get over any Giants option. Why well, I mentioned L.A. Chargers? Because they're one and four. Granted, there's nobody in San Francisco that we want. There's nobody in Cleveland that we really want. And Jazz is the other one. So, yeah, if you lost Odell Beckham, then you've really lost the only viable option for New York Giants this season. And the only weapon that they, sh- that they should have putting up fantasy football points. As I told you, the tight end from Buffalo has been injured. So, if you have him, then you need to make sure that you replace him out of, you need to place him out of your lineup. Take him out and find somebody else to put in there. Because these guys are falling like hotcakes, or flipping like hotcakes, however you want to say. Just remember, don't take it up the nose like the Miami Dolphins offensive line coach. Folks, this is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. This has been a beautiful, wonderful, almost glorious day in sports. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. Don't stress. As I always, as I, as I've been saying, as we continue on this, on this journey of growth. Don't forget, one hand washes the other, and both wash the face. I am Talent Tomar Taylor. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. You've been listening to. I appreciate you. 
I am out of this bitch. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. I always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't wanna go far. Don't wanna go far. Tired, baby. Rough night. Tired. Tired, baby. Tired. MyTRadio.net. Radio dot net.